0: Oh, I'm
1: cheap. I found like a package that was pre. Oh, you got pre- pre-sliced. Man. Pre-zoodled. Oh,
0: I, my wife's a sucker. <laughs> because she, yeah, she got like this eight-dollar, like zoodler. I guess I don't. It's probably just a noodler. Because I'm sure you can do more than just do zucchini in it. But uh, yeah, she spent eight bucks and probably. More than that in her time to make the noodles. Experience. Oh, yeah. It's a good investment just to go.
1: buy prepackaged zoodles. All right.
0: Does that work?
1: No, I think yeah. that works. <laughs> so, you should have given me that question ahead of time. All
0: right. Yeah. Just just, uh, what is your favorite? Z- I
1: hope we're going to talk about zoodles. Bagged
0: zoodles. That's, uh, that's the podcast. Done. We can publish that. Perfect. Right. All right. Welcome out to the Ogden Arts Festival podcast, everyone. I am here with Britt West. The Etch-a-Sketch artist, Sketchy Brit, yes. is your, uh,
1: self title. self title.
0: like, <laughs> right. well, it's, like, uh, stage name, could it be your stage? I don't know. No, I like just the your, sound your, your of that. Brand.
1: that. I like the sound of that, yes. Stage name.
0: We'll go with stage name. I think the question everybody probably asks you all the time, let's just get it out of the way now, why the Etch-a-Sketch? Like, out of all the art mediums out there, why the Etch-a-Sketch?
1: I will say it's because it's the first art medium that I've ever tried that I didn't fully suck at. Okay. (laughs) Like, I've tried painting, like, watercolor, drawing. I've tried everything, just wanting so hard, so desperately to be an artist in any medium. Mm -hmm. And I'm so awful at every single one. And I picked up an Etch-A-Sketch, and I was like, I'm not the worst at this, that I can actually do something with this and pursue it.
0: All right. So if you haven't listened already... Stop and go support the I'm Salt Lake podcast and go find Brit's episode. She has a story about why she was drawing on a Netra sketch and found out she was good. I'm not going to cover that again. You can go support the friends at I'm I Salt think Lake it's podcast
1: episode 245. But I might, I might, I'm probably wrong. We'll we'll link
0: it. We'll link it in the description. So so you when you absolutely fall in love with Brit and go look at everything she's ever done, you won't have to listen to that story again. <laughs> So, why do you want to be good at art? Like, so what, What I guess, draws you to art? What kind of motivated you to want to find that medium?
1: It just fascinated me. Ever since I was in junior high school, I took art classes and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I was just so bad at it. And I would see people around me who just excelled at it. It was mm-hmm. something that, it was a creative outlet for everybody. And I wanted that kind of creative outlet. So, I just kept searching and searching until I came across Etch-A-Sketch.
0: So... Is there any struggle to kind of have your art considered? I Now, know that I'm not of the opinion that Etch-a-Sketch is illegitimate art, but is there any struggle to showcase your art among other types of art because it's on a children's toy?
1: It is to an extent. Like, a lot of people don't take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from not taking it seriously, a lot of people don't understand how an Etch-a-Sketch works because mm-hmm. a lot of them weren't born around that time they don't a lot of people have never even heard of etch-a-sketch before Mm -hmm. and so it's hard to educate them on it and understand what it is and why it's an actual art form so explaining that is extremely difficult to a lot of other artists Mm -hmm.
0: so uh, do you generally do your work live so they can like see you do it at the time or is it more of a displaying what you have done
1: it's more of a display. Like I've done a couple events, um, mainly with ISI. It's a local mm-hmm. artist group who showcases different artists. Um, like every two months or so, they invite artists to come and do their art live at um, usually a bar named Sue. Mm-hmm. And so I've done that a couple times. But aside from that, it's usually I do it at home and it's either displayed somewhere or in a customer's hands. Gotcha.
0: All right. I had like a list of things. <laughs> Let me go there before I uh Don't edit forget. this part out.
1: <laughs> Don't edit
0: it. You want you want to you want people to know the truth about me <laughs> that I'm not this guy that can just jump from topic to topic <laughs> all the time but I have to like Go if it makes you feel better, phone. I pulled
1: up those questions, like, right before I got here, and I'm like, <laughs> I didn't even, like, fully read over these or think about it, because my day's been so busy. Hey,
0: don't worry about it. It uh, That is actually one of the things that I did want to talk about. Though. What do you do to find time to do your art?
1: I don't really even have the time anymore, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Um I'm juggling two jobs right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, During the day, I have my day job, but I also have my daughter during the day Mm -hmm. because it's a work from home job. So I do that and then I work part time at a retail store. And so between two jobs, a kid, and then the art stuff is like kind of comes last Mm -hmm. in comparison to everything else that my time at just sketching is spent literally when I have the chance like during the day. I'll put my daughter down for a nap. And if mm-hmm. I'm completely done with my work, I'll try to get some done. But that's so rare. Yeah. So my only free time every single week is Saturday nights or Saturday evenings. And that's usually when I'm doing it if I have nothing else Yeah. that kind of takes priority. So it's super hard to find the time to even do it anymore. And it's weird because I used to do it daily.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough as... Someone who's either trying to build up their craft to make a living out of it or just doing it for a hobby. It's really hard to keep up on those things. Oh, it's uh, so difficult. It's, uh, there needs to be like a 34 hour day or something. We need to mandate that. I still wouldn't but, have the time. I can <laughs> guarantee it. <laughs> it would just fill out other places. Yeah, I am exactly.
1: I just have the busiest schedule imaginable.
0: So when you do find time, what types of projects do you like working on and what, uh, what, what do you get? kind of gain your inspiration?
1: Uh, something that I never get bored of sketching is anything Star Wars related. If I get that request, I will do it. I'm super excited about it. Mm-hmm. Like I will make the time for Star Wars, <laughs> Star Wars requests. <laughs> if it's anything else, I'm like, yeah, I'll get to it. Mm-hmm. But that's literally my inspiration. And I usually focus on um, pop culture. Mm-hmm. Just anything cartoony is something within my realm of things, but I can't do anything... I shouldn't say I can't do it, but I am not very good at doing like realism portraits of people, which I get requests mm. for a lot. So anything cartoony that I'm pa- passionate about is something that gives me motivation.
0: Gotcha. Well, I imagine it's probably hard to do the more realistic pieces with working essentially with pixels right like i mean it kind of it's almost like pixels on an
1: Um, yeah in a sense and it's monochromatic too which Mm -hmm. makes it even harder and you have to connect everything so i don't i am not at the level that i can connect everything on a person's face and have it look symmetrical and not Mm -hmm. just weird
0: go into the uncanny valley territory where it's almost there, but not quite. Oh, mine's
1: never even almost there. (laughs) (laughs) Never. like there's some etch a sketch artists out there who can do like insane portraits. Like Mm -hmm. it's identical.
0: So when you do find that project that you're passionate about, how, how long do you think it takes you to actually create one of these?
1: Uh, if I'm being paid for it, it takes a lot longer just because I want the customer to be satisfied. Mm -hmm. Um, And that depends on if they want a classic-sized Etch-a-Sketch or a pocket one. Mm -hmm. If it's classic-sized and I'm getting paid for it, I would take probably three hours minimum up to even like a week. Mm -hmm. Pocket-sized ones will probably take up to two hours, depending on the detail. If I'm not getting paid for it, they could both take like an hour.
0: Mm -hmm. This is where I would struggle because I would just like, whatever, we're keeping the mistake in. (laughs) We're going because I don't want to do this again. How many times do you have to reset and do it do it all over
1: um you get better at it the more you do it like Mm -hmm. you can like it's less likely that you'll make a mistake the longer that you do it or the longer that you do it you can find ways to shade something that takes the focus off that you can't even really tell that that mistake is there Mm -hmm. like it's a lot easier to cover up a mistake than you would think like the biggest mistake is like if you drew like the biggest line across the screen because you can't come back from that but Mm -hmm. little lines here and there like most people can't even tell when I make my mistakes Hmm. okay
0: hide them is always a good answer that would would work for me
1: if I had to restart every time I made a mistake like there would never I would I would not even do this as an art medium it would be too too stressful yeah
0: well I imagine already your patience has to be pretty high no no <laughs> well we sure but like like you know i i tried maybe twice on an etch sketch to make a curved line uh <laughs> and uh then i'm just like whatever i guess it's just i'll uh play with this for five minutes and then leave it because that's about the extent of my etch etch-a-sketch, a right etch-a-sketching like so how because i imagine just the control like does it take a lot of focus to make one of those curved lines or you know to make the make those shadings like I I imagine it takes a lot of kind of focus and just going very slowly and making sure everything
1: no not necessarily like I've been doing it long enough that I can do it pretty quickly and I can Mm -hmm. retrace over lines like really quickly it's when like I said if I'm not getting paid for it I don't really focus too much on it especially Mm -hmm. not the details but there are other artists out there who they take weeks doing theirs. Mm-hmm. And they take magnifying glasses to their art. They literally just go line by line very slowly to get all of the details perfect. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones who do the, like, the most intricate work, like I said, with portraits and things like that. So I'm not at their level yet. Mm-hmm. So I do put a lot of focus into it, but not as much as like the other ones do who... Can master the portraits or realism here
0: is a question that a lot of people struggle with, and it 's kind of at the basis of all art and that is what makes a pro like what makes a piece of art for you good
1: that's almost impossible to answer because <laughs> <laughs> i don't think there's any piece that I was done with that I was like fully satisfied with. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I take that back. There's been a couple. But I think what makes it good for me is completing something that I really had no faith in me doing. Mm. That's what just solidifies it for me. Like, I did do a Walter White one, Mm -hmm. I think, um, probably a little over a year ago. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. It's essentially a portrait, but it was almost like a silhouette of a portrait, in a sense. Mm -hmm. And... So when I was done, it turned out way better than I imagined. So that one I consider to meet my standards just because it was something I never thought I'd be able to do. But other than that, it's so hard to finish a piece and just be in love with it and be okay with every aspect of it, (laughs) especially if I can't erase it.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I think that's a struggle with a lot of artists is that we're all our own worst critics. Oh, I'm the worst. (laughs) (laughs) But it's something that definitely I see whenever... You know, I try something new when you hit that hit it that first time. It's just a great experience. That's the best feeling. It is. Um <laughs> so that kinda leads me to my next question. Why do you do art? What like why not just not just why do you do the etch a sketch, but why do art?
1: Okay. It's relaxing. It's a creative outlet and it's it's really awesome to create something that other people enjoy. Mm-hmm. Like there's not many things in life that you can fully dive into and be good at that people will enjoy and share and talk about and I think this is the first time that I found something in my life that people actually gave a shit about yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm serious like to be able to create something that people love is just an amazing feeling
0: it's your uh, Madison Square Garden with the crowd going wild right like, right <laughs> yeah it's, it's the uh... like
1: that's my mark mm-hmm. I guess that I could leave behind for sure
0: so one struggle with uh, art and art projects is marketing which nobody <laughs> likes to talk about it because it's just like uh marketing like it's a businessy term and uh, it's you know it's kind of discouraging from the creative side of it but you have a unique medium which there's not a lot of people with unique mediums which is a cool thing that you have so how
1: how do you get your art out there what's funny is I used to work for a marketing company Mm -hmm. and I wasn't like fully into the marketing, but I did a little bit of like search engine optimization, Mm -hmm. things like that. And so I've had to do a little bit of work Google wise. Like I understand hashtags, things like that to get my artwork kind of noticed on Instagram, Mm -hmm. Facebook. But the thing that sucks about Etch-a-Sketch art is it's hard to get people fully on board with it Mm -hmm. because they don't understand that it's a piece of art that you can take home without it erasing. And no matter how much I tell people that they can take it home, they don't process it very well. It's not, it's something so unknown, something so unusual to them that it's, I can't educate people on it. Mm -hmm. And so I do my best to market it, tell people that they're preserved and I still fall short all the time. Like, I can yeah. get followers on Instagram, I can get followers on Facebook, but mm. when it comes to actually people buying my art, it's insanely difficult to market that. Right. That was something
0: that kind of blew my mind, is like, what, people don't understand that there's like, technology, like, there's ways to do this. They don't. Um, <laughs> so that was, that well, was crazy People
1: me. have never heard of it, and so when you, mm. like, I'm sure you heard in the Salt Lake podcast that... Like, I went to Comic-Con, that was my first mm-hmm. event ever, and I bombed it because people wouldn't understand it. And there was one guy who even called it witchcraft, like, <laughs> legitimately <laughs> ripped me a new one on Facebook because of it. So there's just people who just don't want to understand it, I think, and other people who take the time to ask questions and understand it fully. And mm-hmm. those are usually are the ones who turn into customers.
0: So, you have a show coming up. So, yes. February 5th. Third? Third, yes. Third, if the that's Wa- the Friday, then yes. <laughs> yes, the Wasatch Yeti Bash, right? Uh, great event, cold event sometimes, very cold, <laughs> <laughs> but it is a great event up in Ogden, and you're going to be showcasing art. Yes, obviously, we need people need to know that you can take it home and it's not going to erase. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you know that as you go up to a booth at the Yeti Bash. But what else can they say? Are you going to do any demonstrations? Are you or are you just going to have your art up on the wall? What's How's it going to look?
1: Um, usually I'm way more prepared for events. Mm-hmm. And I was super hesitant about doing this event because I don't actually have a ton of inventory left. Mm-hmm. So this, like, I couldn't pass it up, though. I did the Yeti Bash last year, and it was one of the best events I've ever done. Mm-hmm. So I'm not fully prepared. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm sure that I will do a demonstration there, Mm -hmm. but I haven't decided if I'm going to preserve one there in front of people so they can really see what I do, really understand that they can take Mm -hmm. stuff home. So that's an option. Um, But other than that, I'll have quite a few pocket-sized sketches I'll have a couple classic-sized ones, and then mainly just prints of stuff. But I literally haven't prepared anything. Just depends on how much time I have to gotcha. put into it.
0: Well, it's gonna it's gonna be fun either way. It will. Uh, uh, but definitely go check out a booth and yes. watch at Shady Bash.
1: And I must yeah. say that I'm gonna be giving a lot of artwork away for free.
0: That is free. Even more. Yes. Motivation for you. Yes. Get out there. All right. So you mentioned like sometimes when you know, you have this cool thing that you do and then people want to see you do it. And then, but, you know, life gets in the way. um, Disappointments get in the way. How do you continue to find enjoyment in art Uh, when sometimes it can seem like a thing that's hanging over your head that you need to be doing? Um, How do you still find enjoyment?
1: A lot of that comes from the support that I get online. To be honest, I mean, I think that's how a lot of artists feel is the more other people enjoy it, the more I'm going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And so when I post something and there's not much of a feedback, it kind of gets a little bit discouraging. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, anytime I post something, people are really thrilled with it and it makes me want to create more. So it really just comes down to the people who support me and mm-hmm. that keeps me going. Well,
0: I mean, that's the reason we do all right? Like, It is. Well... I mean, I guess you could do art for yourself if you really wanted to. That's what to. I started doing yeah. Yeah. and it
1: wasn't that bad. But mm-hmm. then when you get in the swing of things and you go from getting a ton of support at first to just kind of dying down, mm-hmm. like, I don't think other people realize that artists really survive off of people's support.
0: Yeah. It's sure. The, you know, portrait you get at like, I don't know, name, name, random department store. You know, may, it might look nice on your wall, but like, imagine if that's a local art piece, right? Like, I that that's something that that's one of the goals of this podcast is to get local artists' names out there, because there's so many talented people around, and uh, there's lots of ta- uh, lots of things that we could support, and and that's you know, would artists do that for the people around them, like, right? It's uh, it's art becomes better as you share it.
1: Right. And a lot of people I think don't fully understand that. Like if you're not an artist, I'll be honest, before I started doing Etch-A-Sketch art, I didn't really support other artists because Mm -hmm. I didn't really understand the struggle or the time and effort they put into things. And so I was like that. Like I'd see Mm -hmm. somebody post something. I'm like, that's cool, but whatever. Yeah. Now me doing it, I'm like, it is absolutely crucial to support people to keep their passions going and and show them that you actually care about what they're doing.
0: So, as I was doing some, uh, we'll call it light stalking. Does that work? Your uh, your sketchy Instagram page. Uh, <laughs> light stalking. <laughs> so, you know, I, not, not like you know the non creepy kind. Is that? I don't know. I think it's all creepy. Okay. Well,
1: <laughs> everybody stalk call, me.
0: Call me. <laughs> um. I saw that you had done some art for some bands. Uh, So like, yes, uh, I think Silverstein was one of them. Right. Correct. I I don't remember the other ones, but how does, how does like your other art, the other art that you enjoy, how does that influence what, uh, what you put out?
1: Is that, or as far as like music and TV, things like that is concerned. Mm -hmm. So as far as, Music is concerned. I have my own secret collection. Oh, my God. This is going to sound so bad now that I, I think about it. Um, I, can I can have my out. own personal collection of my own Etch-a-Sketch art at my house. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds very egotistical, like super into myself. I get it. Uh, yeah. No, it does. <laughs> but the thing about that is I like to collect art from... Some of my favorite artists who were very influential, mm. or favorite musicians that were very influential growing up. Mm-hmm. And I don't want, you know, how people just go to shows and they get posters signed. They, you know, they yeah. get various things signed. I want a collection that nobody else has. Yeah. And so anytime I know that one of my all time favorite bands in the whole entire world is coming through, mm-hmm. I will sketch something, preserve it, and have them sign it. And so, hanging on my wall at home, I have literally almost every one of my favorite bands. That's cool. On a a sketch So, I've had, I mean, it's probably a bunch of bands a lot of people won't really know. But, mm-hmm. like you said, there's Silverstein, Under Oath, Norma Jean, Let Live, uh, The Color Morale. And I think, I'm, I'm sure there's some more in there. mm mm-hmm. But if they were super influential in my life, I will do everything I can to get a signed etch-a-sketch of them and put it in my own secret collection.
0: No, that's cool, though. Uh, that's that's like things that... Uh, that's like when art collides, almost. I don't think it sounds dumb
1: at all. Like, Oh, I get so much shit for it. Really? Every well, single person who comes into my room is like, that's obviously your art, right? Yeah, it is. What's
0: the problem? Yeah, no, it, like... <laughs> Fuck them. Honestly. I
1: mean, it means a lot to me and it seriously just sits in my house, but it's so meaningful to me to just be able to have that 100% unique art that nobody else has in the world signed by one of my all-time favorite bands. Yeah.
0: Well, like like music can mean a lot to people and now you have a memory with the people that made the music that influenced you. Yes. So... If they give you shit, fuck them. Right. I think that's just <laughs> like... That that's it. what I say. There you go. Um, getting frisky getting here on the <laughs> Arts Fest podcast. Well, make sure to go see Britt at the Wasatch Yeti Fest. It's going to be fun up in Ogden at the Ogden Amphitheater. And check her out on facebook instagram whatever literally everything what, under what? sketchy brit <laughs> under sketchy brit she's got a consistent branding marketing there we go no stage up. name stage name <laughs> stage name consistent <laughs> stage name <laughs> so go go check her out and uh brit thanks so, so much for coming on the podcast i really appreciate thank it thank you uh, i enjoyed it finding the time and your busy schedule right and uh all right, well, go, go ahead and say goodbye to the Ogden Arts Fest pod listeners.
1: It's so on the spot. It reminds me of Anchorman. Like, I just need to have, like, a yeah, really like, raunchy sign-off. Just like, that was <laughs> Go it. fuck yourself off. Go fuck time. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sorry, Dad. <laughs>
0: thank you, Britt, for coming on the pod, and thank you all for listening.
1: This is gonna be a long, awkward pause because I literally just forgot who I was yeah. talking about. <laughs>